What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, September 17th, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode 372. Hope everybody is doing well. I have a great show, a lot of stuff to talk about um, on today's show, and uh, I am coming off of being in Philadelphia for a wedding with my wife over the weekend, which was a great time, a lot of fun, uh, almost like too relaxing and good. So I don't even know what to think with that. Uh, that's where my guilt lies. I'm like, how is this, how am I just hanging out in a hotel room, which is a whole other story. So I'm going to talk about that because that was a little, uh, little situation, which almost happened in Philadelphia. So I'll talk to you guys about that. But we had a we went to a wedding. We had a great time. Got another wedding this weekend. My little sister, my little sister will be getting married. So it's back-to-back uh, weekends of weddings. Uh, so uh, I'll talk about that stuff. <clears throat> talk about, uh, oh, the NFL week that was and the uh, hapless New York football giants, which uh, watching that last night was truly, um, it was actually hard to watch. Hard to watch my Giants just get nothing done on offense. So we'll get into that. We'll get into my sports picks. And, uh, of course, my unacceptable, your guys' unacceptable. A lot of fun stuff to talk about. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And as, as always, at first, what we have to do is we have to shout out, and I'm going to talk about these uh, NFL picks. we got to shout out the sponsor uh, which is the most fun I've had, and I mean no disrespect to anybody else. Um, but as far as having fun with a sponsor and actually, you know, using this thing, which is a sports prediction, um, which is a sports prediction site, which I've never, you know, heard of before, and it's something that I always do was amazing. Now, um, like I said, the first week, my picks, my picks the first week, it said I was. Uh, Seven, eight, and one, but I did not switch the Chargers because I thought the Chargers were the Rams. So I would have been five. I would have been about fifty percent, five hundred. Uh, this week, I think. I well, my total overall right now on Capper Network. Um, I believe for the NFL. I don't know if this has to do with the Yankees, but I got to look this up. So I could, I could be wrong, but it says my record right now is thirteen, sixteen, and one. With a forty-four uh, winning, forty-four uh, percent winning percentage. Okay, so if I win tonight's game, which is the Bears and the Seahawks, and I didn't have that other thing, I, you know, I, I'm gonna be, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to talk shit, but I, I'm right, right around fifty percent. Flip a coin, um, not far from fifty percent, which is obviously not good enough and not good enough to get me on the leaderboard. By the way, let me talk about Capper Network for uh, you new listeners or uh, just people that don't don't know what it is. Capper Network is an amazing uh, website, okay, that sponsors my show now, and I'm super thrilled about it. What they do is um, it's basically you could go to this site. It is 100% free to join, and you make sport, sports predictions, and you could basically get paid on your advice when you build up on the leaderboard. People could see, um, oh, okay, I'm going to Vegas, or I'm going to go make a bet. This guy, you know, Paul Verzi, was only 50%, so fuck him. I'm staying away from his picks with a 10-foot pole. No, um, 
so you could go and you could see who's on top of the leaderboard, take their picks, or you could build up on the leaderboard and people will pay you for your advice to see it. So it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing, it's an amazing site. Uh, it's for all levels, whether you're new to fantasy or sports betting or, you know, experience in handicapping, it works for you. It works either way. Um, it's amazing. And, and now you don't have to be like talking shit with your friends on the stoop about who you think is going to be good and what's going to happen this week. And then have the argument a week later. No, no, I said, no, no, you said now it's right there. You know, you can prove it right there. Uh, pick it, prove it, profit. That's, that's exactly what they do. You could even, uh, draft a handicapping team. So you can, you can do a fantasy team of handicappers. Um, they're always adding stuff to the site. Uh, and now that the NFL is there, it's just my favorite. I've I've already I already have a bunch of people signing up. It's completely free, guys. So I don't. There's nothing to not like about this. If you like sports and you like to pick sports and you like to have an opinion on sports on what you think is going to happen, you can literally go to CapperNetwork.com, sign up for free, and just pick the games and see where you stand on the leaderboard. Um, and like I said, you can, uh, try to make money off of what other people's picks are, or you could make money by getting up on the leaderboard and people, um, paying for your advice and stuff like that. It's an amazing site. It's so much fun. And, uh, more and more people are hitting me up saying that, oh, I'm so glad that I did it on uh, you know, now that the NFL season is here. So please check it out. They're great guys too, that came up with it. And, uh, it's only going to get better and better. Yes, I'm 13, 16 and one. Yes, I'm slightly under 50%. However, however, uh, I did not know that my New York football giants were going to be this bad on offense, especially with what's happened. Just goes to show you how much the NFL, uh, you know, how the NFL is such a crapshoot, especially the beginning of the season. Um, but if you're into baseball, if you're into basketball and hockey, which is coming back soon, all of those things Capper Network allows you to, to go and do your sports predictions on. So please check it out. Um, make a little bit of money on it, make a lot of money on it, or just have fun with your sports predictions, seeing where you'll, you know, seeing where you'll be for your uh, dude I called it moments. So check that out. That's CapperNetwork.com. Also, guys, all things comedy. Uh, I was told that a very big announcement is coming for me and my special and all things comedy and the network that we're doing it with on uh, September 20th, which is Thursday. So hoping for that. And uh, this would be the last fucking week that I got to say, oh, I can't say anything about it. It's been a fucking year. But um, it looks like uh, everything is a go and a big announcement is coming soon. Uh, I want to thank all things comedy for that. I'll also be at the all things comedy uh Comedy Festival in Phoenix at the end of October. You can check them out. All of their video content, all of their albums, all that stuff. Check it out at allthingscomedy.com. Follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy and see what they are all about. Now, um, I just got back from a... I just got back from a all-Jewish wedding. I went to a Jewish wedding in Philadelphia um, with my uh, wife whose lovely stepsister, Laura, and her uh, husband, uh, Mark. Great people. They did it at the Racket Club in Philadelphia. It was amazing. And uh, I got to say, the food was great. The, uh, the, it was really good. It was, a, it was a great thing. They actually had these like vads, almost like giant pictures, if you will, of old fashions, which we love. Um, you know, they ran out of cherries, but what are you going to do? That's just being nitpicky. Um, great time. A lot of fun. 
you know, like every wedding, uh, a little drama. Here's the funny thing about weddings and people. And, um, you know, this happens all the time. Everybody who's listening to this right now has probably had this happen. And if you haven't, then God bless you and I don't like you. But I feel like every wedding, there's stress, right? Every wedding, there's stress. Every wedding, there's going to be people under the same roof who haven't been under the same roof in a really long time. You know, I feel like um, every wedding, you're like, oh, how's this going to happen? You know, how's this going to react? For example, my parents, my mother and father got divorced when I was five and my older brother was 10 and pretty much did not speak for 22 years. Uh, you know, it was a very bitter, bad uh, divorce. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into all that stuff. Like you guys are my therapist, but I could say that let's just say things weren't handled right all the way around. Um, and it was just, uh, just bad textbook, bad early eighties, you know, divorce. My father's hundred percent Sicilian, the Italians, they don't, the Sicilians, they don't believe in divorce. My mother is not happy, the whole deal, whatever. So fast forward, the day of my wedding, my mother and father are going to be under the same roof. My mother remarried. My father remarried. Um, and like I said, it was bitter. And even though you don't think about, you don't want to think about that shit. You know, I'm, I'm getting married. You know, it's me and my wife's day. Everybody's there to celebrate it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's a big deal. It's a, your family. We had it at a beautiful place in New Rochelle. Shout out to the VIP club right on the water. It was a really amazing time. But in the back of your mind, you're like, wow, my mom and dad had this bitter thing. They're going to be under the same of what's going to happen. Is there going to be an interaction? And then, you know, they're stressed out and all kinds of shit. And it's just always somebody selfish and everything like that. So at, at uh, this wedding, there was, uh, I guess, somebody there who just was like, you know, just wanted wanted more attention and said something about it. Nothing big, not, nothing bad. But here's the funny thing. Uh, and again, I don't want to use names because my family and people that either were associated with my family before, I don't, I don't do my podcast. They didn't choose for me to do a podcast where I fucking alienate anybody or, you know, put them on blast or call them out, you know, in front of people all over the world that don't even know them. And I'm not going to do it now. However, somebody that very close to me that I love brought somebody to a show about six years ago when I opened for Bill Burr at Carnegie Hall. On my third, it was on my 30th, was it? Yep, geez, it was my like 33rd birthday. And the show at Carnegie Hall actually landed on, on the day, my birthday, November 11th, Veterans Day. Okay. And I'm opening for my dear friend Bill Burr at Carnegie fucking Hall, one of the biggest, most legendary venues on this planet. Uh, it was the first time my father had ever seen me live doing stand up. He was there. That was on my mind. A ton of things are on my mind. My birthday, my wife is there, my family, all these people. You know, you want to do a good job. It's Carnegie Hall. I'm in New York. I'm in my home city. I mean, just list another fucking pile of pressure and that's what it is. All right. And uh, I remember doing the gig and all that. And then we, the relief of the gig and it was amazing. And I, I said everything I wanted to say. And Burr was like, man, I loved your set. And I, I, I felt like I did a great job and all this and then we go to the top of the Dream Hotel and we're celebrating the after party. We're just having a party. 
And then unbeknownst to me, a cake comes out and it says happy birthday. And um, the cake said drive stunk. I told this story very, very long time ago, years and years ago on the show. So I'm sure a lot of new listeners didn't hear it. Anyway, point is somebody who I love, somebody, you know, related to me, brought somebody who's not in my immediate family to this show, to the Dream Hotel, to the after party, the whole deal. And a comment by this individual was said, how come nobody's paying attention to me? How come I feel like nobody cares I'm here? And it was one of the most selfish, most ridiculous things ever. First of all, it's my night. It's my birthday. I just performed at Carnegie Hall. My mother, my father, everybody is here. This person is just an outsider that somebody in my family that I love, that I'm close to, brings. And they're making it about them. Absolutely 150% fucking unacceptable. And I know everybody listening to this podcast right now has heard that, has been a part of that, has seen that, has been disgusted by that, and hopefully not being the person that says that. But if you're at an event, like a wedding, like a big gathering, a get-together, an anniversary, you name it, holiday, whatever it may be, the big ones, the big ones where everybody is there and everybody who loves each other and all the important shit with the you know family and the food and the tradition and somebody is there going how come it's not how come no one's talking to me nobody cares about me it's just so amazing that those people make it about them and it just goes to show how narcissistic and shitty and that's the stuff that puts people in a very stressful fucked up situation So I guess the point of this is if you know somebody like that, um, either A, don't invite them to to whatever this special event is, um, or make it very clear to them and the people around them, I'm not going to put up with that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. They don't don't even need to be here, okay? It's just not something that that I'm going to accept. It's not something acceptable at all. It's bullshit, and I'm not going to be a part of it. Um, that is the unacceptable for the week. So not just what happened at this wedding or what happened at my wedding or what happened at, uh, or, or, you know, the, the Carnegie Hall thing, people that are so about themselves and so stressed out for the wrong reasons because it's not going to be about them or people aren't talking to them, which then makes everybody else stressful. Absolutely fucking unacceptable. And I know you guys listening to this have had drama happen at an anniversary party or drama happen at a wedding. It's just a really shitty thing. Everybody is all nervous. Everybody's about them. What are people going to think of them? How come nobody's talking to them? And it totally ignores what the main point of that event is. Like, how about the bride and fucking groom having a good time and everybody else just keeping their fucking mouth shut putting their monkey suit on, putting their dress or gown on, whatever you want to fucking call it, okay? Eating the food, smiling, drinking the drinks, having a good time, making sure the bride and groom are happy or whosoever night it may be that night, making sure that they're happy and everything is a go. And just for a little while, can it not be about themselves? That's the unacceptable, those people. We all know them and it's an unfortunate thing. And if you've never dealt with that and you've only been around people that are selfless and not narcissistic, well, God bless you. But I can't see that being reality because I feel like there is, there's always some sort of, you know, then there's the person that gets drunk and has to make it, you know, about them or they feel, 
you know, left out and they drink and then they make a scene. It just, all of that selfish bullshit. Um, now this wedding we went to was no, nothing like that. I mean, there, there, it was fine. I'm just saying, you just see and you hear little things of people's comments and you're like, wow, that is the most selfish, ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. And I know, I know this is a different type of thing to talk about. I haven't really talked about this on the show, but, um, really like selfish, narcissistic people. It's a really crazy thing and it definitely does come from upbringing and all that shit, just like a lot of bad things do. But um, that's a real shitty quality to make somebody else's night and somebody else's, you know, you think about it like this too, okay? A a groom too, Uh, to a certain extent, a groom thinks about their wedding and they want it to be great. But let's be honest, a wedding is about the bride mainly. Okay, the bride has had this vision of this wedding and an amazing, just don't want any stress and want a great night, and then that's how it should be. Uh, to interfere with that with your own shit is just, it's its so ridiculously narcissistic and selfish that it borders on comedy. Like, to, <laughs> to have somebody be like, how can I make this about me? So, um, you know. And it is stressful, man. I was fucking nervous. One of the funniest things I've ever seen though, is uh, is when you watch grooms. Uh, sorry, I just grabbed a little little basketball I won at a uh, amusement park for my son. Anyway, um, when you when you watch the groom, because I was nervous, man. People always talk about like. I even saw the groom, um, you know, at, at the rehearsal dinner when we were in Philly. And I could tell, and I was like, look, man, you know what? You'll be fine. You get through the ceremony. You have a party. You're good. But every groom is a little nervous. Like me, I was more nervous uh, the day of my wedding than performing in some of the biggest venues in front of, you know, thousands of people. Because it's just like it's a big day and you want everything to go right and you know, my, like I said, my parents are going to be under the same roof and you get really nervous. Do yourself a favor. One of the funniest things you will ever see. Go on YouTube and type in like groom faints, groom passes out, groom throws up. Because I've I now I do this thing where when I go to weddings, I just focus on the groom's face. Okay. And um, I have seen some of over the course of going to weddings for years now. And, and we have another one this week and everything like that. Watching the groom's face at the actual ceremony when the, the, the priest is talking. And they're like almost like it's almost like the point of like right before they say the vows. It's like when the priest is doing their their thing. Like, you know, a union is this and it means that these two will come together under God. And, and he's like saying all that before he says, okay, now. I need you to repeat after me or where are the rings. Before that point, watch the groom's face on YouTube. It is, I mean, when I tell you it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. um, The funniest one that I ever saw though, the funniest groom I've ever seen, uh, I was at a wedding and the groom was staring at the bride like before, (laughs) before they gave their vows with two looks on his face. And I I borderline, I started laughing so hard that I borderline, I almost had to get up out of my seat and walk away because I was going to ruin the fucking wedding. I was crying laughing. 
the groom was staring at his bride's face with two looks. One, I'm going to throw up pale. One, I'm going to throw up at any minute. And two, this intense look like he wanted to fight her. So picture somebody who looks like they're holding in throw up and wanted to fight somebody at the same time. It looked as though two boxers came to the middle of the ring to get the instructions and then go back to the corners before the fight and didn't like each other. He was just so locked in on, I think, not getting sick or holding it together. But the way his head was down looking at her, he looked like he wanted to fight her. So picture me in a fucking monkey suit, right? I got the... I'm just sitting there and I'm watching this and I picture this dude looking <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking like he wants to fight his bride. Like legit wants to fight. And all I'm picturing is him staring at her like he's going to fight her and then holding in throw up. And I start crying laughing. Um, I mean crying laughing to the point where I didn't know what to do. I started looking around, looking around at things. Um, that was the funniest one. That was the funniest one ever. Um, then I've seen grooms play it so cool where they're just fake smiling the whole time. And you know they're fucking super nervous, but like they're just kind of playing it off. That's a funny one. But the grooms that don't hold it back and they just show their emotion at the fucking thing is the one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed. But I'm telling you, do yourself a favor. There's some funny ones where groomsmen just drop like flies. And they start swaying back and forth and fall down and shit. It's so funny. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we, but this wedding was great. They, the, 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 the food was great. The music was great. It was at this racket club, like, and it had all kinds of amazing rooms and trophy rooms and cocktail hour room and reception room. It was really nice. And my sister's getting married outside uh, this weekend, so that's gonna be a good one too. But. Um, yeah, the tension at a wedding is comical to me. Just the selfish shit is the unacceptable stuff. So there you go. Uh, let me see what you guys have as far as unacceptables. And then we will talk about, um, yeah, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sports, stuff like that. But let's let's see what you guys uh, have to say. I didn't, do, uh, I didn't do any unacceptables last week. So here we go. This one, this unacceptable. Shopping cart unacceptable from uh, Monica. What's up, Monica? Uh, uh, here we go. Hi there, Paul. I am a longtime listener, but first-time uh, writer to the show. I'm also a big fan of your podcast and your stand-up comedy. I'll keep my unacceptable short and sweet. Well, thank you so much for jumping aboard, Monica. Uh, great to have you here. Oh, I see you're from Canada. Awesome. Uh, unacceptable are the people who are too lazy to put their shopping carts back in the designated area of a parking lot. There is nothing more aggravating than when you see an open parking space uh, just as you make the turn to park. You see a leftover shopping cart sitting right in its place. So you either have to get out of the car to move it or uh, or what is more likely, move and find another open space. Or even worse, when it's a windy day out and these carts are moving around like they have a mind of their own and hitting unsuspected vehicles and causing damage to somebody else's negligence. So frustrating. I think if you are capable of walking around an entire grocery store with the thing, you sure as hell can manage to walk your lazy ass a few more feet to the shopping cart area to put it away. Thanks and have an awesome day. Monica from Winnipeg. Monica. 
Uh, thank you so much for the first time writing in. You know what? You're the first person I ever brought that my to bring to my attention that the wind can throw those things into car doing damage. Um, I am not going to lie to you. I do it one of two ways. I've talked about it before. I put it in the in the in the shopping cart area when it's like not super super far away. But I've also been to like a Target and been to some places that it was like a football field away or even like 60 70 yards away. So what I'll do is I'll put it in a spot where no cars are and they could obviously still park and I'll leave it there and then I just let the guy go and get it. Um I will say this though. Now that you're bringing to my attention the wind can throw them into cars, uh, now I feel like a piece of shit. Good point, and I think you're going to make me go to the designated area even more. Because I would hate some lazy fuck to put the cart next to like my car and I'm still able to park, and then wind just like takes a nick of paint off of my door. Um, so thank you so much, Monica, for writing in. Thank you so much for listening, um, all the way in, uh, Winnipeg and, uh, hopefully I'll be out in your area soon. Great one. This one, this one's from Bob NFL unacceptable. Please consider reading. Well, I'll do more than consider it, Bobo. I'll read it. Hey, Paul, hearing you talk about trying to get another fan to convert triggered me to write this unacceptable that I've had queued up for over a year. Oh, what are you waiting on, Bobby? The subject is the NFL allowing the San Diego Chargers to relocate last year. They took a team from San Diego that had been there for 56 years and uprooted them to Los Angeles. They did so with nothing more than a press release. Look it up. Uh, That closed the chapter on San Diego. The team was loved here. Generations of fans, connections uh, to departed loved ones, uh, my father as well. Uh, there was nothing more electric than game day at uh, Qualcomm Stadium and the parking lot before the game. Now you will hear arguments of how they tried and couldn't uh, get a deal done to build a stadium in San Diego. The reality is the owner, Dean Spanos, is not wealthy enough to get it done with his own dime and wanted the city to raise taxes to build him a stadium with... Uh, limited personal money. It was a long saga uh, and a vote to raise taxes failed, so he said he's moving. But get this, LA isn't buying him a stadium. Stan uh, Kroenke, is that the name? I hope I'm saying that right. Um, The Rams owner is building it on his own dime and renting to the Chargers. They have no fans in LA, have shunned um, the... uh, and, yeah, well, that's that's fucking sucks, dude. Um, embedded fan base. I'm sorry, had shunned the embedded fan base. Uh, and here's the thing about it too. It's like, it's like San Diego is it's, it has a lot of you know what I mean. Like San Diego has the Padres. Like they have a like a community of sports fans there. Like it's a big. I I kind of agree with this. Let me, let me finish though. I'm sorry. Um, have shunned embedded fan base uh, of San Diego. Uh, not, uh, no outreach, nothing. They've had the audacity to get San Diego Chargers legend LaDainian Tomlinson to try to help develop an LA fan base. Uh, they even went as far as to say, uh, we are just up the road. San Diego hates LA. Anyway, it is unacceptable that the NFL allowed a moron owner to relocate and steal a team from its home 
for the alleged riches of a new market. Uh, oh yeah, it is it is going terrible for them. They are playing in a soccer stadium in Carson, California that seats 25,000. They have trouble selling it out, and when they do, it's 90% opposing team. No home games. I really feel bad for Phillip Rivers. He's a good dude, uh, and they don't deserve him. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. I really do. Um, I also feel like the Seattle Supersonics, I feel like that basketball team should be there because those fans and those loyal fans, and you know, what's not cool about shit like this is you want these fans to show up, right? When it's there, you know, you want, you wanted those people at Qualcomm to, to go there. And you know, it was, uh, it was the San Diego Chargers home. It was, you know, it was loud. They had, you know, crazy fans there for better or for worse. It was a wild place in the parking lot, but it was their home and you wanted them to come out and do that. And then now all of a sudden it's like, ah, we're just leaving and we're going to think. I agree with that. I really do. And it's like, yeah, what about your grandfather or father who's got all of the San Diego Chargers stuff, all of the old school San Diego jerseys, Dan Fouts and, you know, and all of these, you know, great San Diego Chargers that played there. Um, and it was a cool thing for San Diego. And listen, I've been to California and I've been to San Diego and LA and San Diego has a whole entirely new different feel than California. Okay. Uh, I was there, I performed out there in San Diego. I was at the beach over there. It was beautiful as it's, it's, uh, the weather's incredible. It just, it had its own feel other than Los Angeles. And I do feel everything you're saying. I totally agree with, and I would be pissed off too. You know, I would be like, what the fuck, man? I've been going here, you know, it was, it was not far. Now I got to go all the way. It's like, it's not down the road. It's hours away. You know, saying it's just down the road is like saying like, you know, Boston is just down the road from New York. Yeah, it's down the road. It's three and a half fucking hours down the road. Sometimes four hours down the road. So whatever it is, multiple hours in the car is not down the road. I totally agree. I feel like it's a it's a shitty thing. I saw the stadium. I would say this. The only cool thing about that soccer stadium is if you do get to go to a game, you're probably right there and you have great seats. But other than that, like nobody wants to see. You're not making money that way. It's a shitty thing. I'm totally with you, Bob. Thanks for writing in. And uh, yeah, next time, don't leave an unacceptable like this on the shelf. This was a good one. I really liked it. It, it, it It's... It leads to other discussions. Like, I think that, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, I think the Seattle Supersonics, that was a cool, first of all, Supersonics was a great name. The green and the yellow was just a different cool color. Sean Kemp, I just remember that. You know, Ray Allen played there. That's where uh, Kevin Durant was drafted. You know, Seattle's a great city for sports with the, you know, the Mariners and the Seahawks. Like, and then all of a sudden they just take, they just take the supersonics and whatever, and then they go to, like, Oklahoma City. And it's like, I don't, you know, it's, yeah, one owner's decision changes a, a fan base. It's like this shitty thing where it's like, do the fans have a choice? You know, that's that's what's fucked up about it. Um, all right, moving on. I got another one here. All right, so this next one here is uh, from, okay, Cowboy, it says, Cowboy Hate Unacceptable. Adrian, this is from. I hope I'm saying this right. Uh, Here we go, here we go. Uh, Cowboys Haters, Unacceptable. Why? Because we win? 
Why? Because there's a star on our logo and you're a tad bit pretentious? Why? Because a cowboy is real? What the fuck is a giant? That Mickey Mouse shit ain't real, man. Don't hate on the cowboys because people like to jump on the bandwagon, Paul. Hate us because we crush in our division and Eli gonna feel them cowboys riding right up his ass this year. Good luck to you, sir. Thank you for the podcast, and I'll see you in October at the All Things Comedy Festival in Pittsburgh. I got a Ezekiel Elliott jersey waiting for you. <laughs> LOL. Love everything you do, brother. Keep it up. Uh, and then he said, P.S., my first open mic set is done. I went up last week for the first time, and now I'm starting a podcast. It would be amazing to sit down with you uh, if you ever would, Paul. Thanks. Well, hit me up when I'm in Phoenix. And uh, here, I'll say this, okay, I don't, I mean, you lost me on the what is a giant uh, cowboy is real, let's be honest, all right, I mean, team names are based on animals and shit, I mean, let's, I mean, you know, I actually think a giant is pretty cool, even though I don't know exactly what it means, Um, but I'd rather be a giant than a guy with a fucking hat on, chewing on a straw, walking through a swing door at a saloon, with a fucking, you know, a horse that's shitting outside. But anyway, the thing is this. The reason why I hate the Cowboys, or especially I would say a lot of Cowboy fans is, you guys haven't won shit since 1995, and it's still a story. Jerry's World, and the new stadium, and this and that. You guys have won one, haven't won a playoff fucking game since the 90s, am I right? Or you got, I mean, we like, so it's like the Giants, we won last in 07, then we won in 11. All right. So we won the Super Bowl seven years ago, dude. Um, You guys just have this thing of we're the Cowboys and the star and the logo. There's no winning being done. There's no big NFC championship game at the AT&T Stadium. You know, there's no, so all I'm saying to Cowboy fans is, when If you win something, yes, you were the team of the 90s. You had the big three with Aikman and Irving and Emmett. I get that. I understand a lot of New Yorkers are Dallas Cowboy fans because growing up they did see that dynasty. I get that. But we it is 2018. We are only a few months away from 2019. All right? Win something is all. I know you're half joking and you're half fucking with me and I I know you're a good listener so I'm not going to go all that in but just win something um but to say why because a cowboy is real with a question mark I mean let's be I mean let's be honest you you lost me on that um but I will see you out in Phoenix and we will talk shit uh in person thank you guys for the um thank you guys for the submissions um here we go so anyway Oh, man, I got to tell you guys this story. Speaking of weddings, I, I forgot about this. My little brother is an absolute savage, okay? My little brother does not fuck around. He is young. He's nine years younger than me, okay? And uh, he was at a wedding. He was he, he asked, like, a freelance. So my, he's a, he manages a, a restaurant and a bar. And he's a good, you know, really good bartender. And he he um, he worked his way up just as he was like a server. And then he became a bartender. And then the, they o- opened another restaurant. And they were like, hey, we want you to be the bar manager and then bartender and run the whole bar up at the new location, whatever. So 
I guess through a friend or through somebody, they, there was a big wedding, a 200-person, I guess 200 people at this wedding. It was uh, like 150K, this wedding, like a super big, lavish wedding uh, in upstate New York, and everybody was from Manhattan that did it or whatever, and uh, that put it together. And they they had he they said hey man will you go up there like nobody's your boss like this is totally freelance you want to make yourself some good money for the night come up and bartend so he's like yeah I'm off I'll go and I'll do that I'll make some extra scratch let's do it so my brother's up there and they needed they only had like a half hour to get the liquor so where the reception was okay to where the ceremony was was like really far away so they had to take all of this booze, I guess, right? And they had to put it in golf carts and go back and forth like 10 trips. And they only had a half hour to do it because um, they they didn't want like one big truck to make noise. So, so these people were so like into the planning of this wedding that they didn't want a big truck making noise and bringing all of the mixers and the booze up. So they had these guys on like quiet golf carts because they wanted to be, you know, elegant, no noise and everything like that. So long story short, the wedding planner starts having like a meltdown. And she's like, why aren't there wine? Why isn't there wine on the tables? So they're all going like, what do you mean? Like you planned this. You had a half hour. Like how does that have anything to do with us? So all of a sudden, um, I found this story out, and this is gangster, and this is why my little brother doesn't fuck around. I love it. She just goes out of nowhere. She just goes, hey, you. She fucking hey, you'd my brother, right? And she goes, hey, you, why aren't you opening wine? And my brother just goes, excuse me? He goes, let me tell you something right now. First of all, I don't fucking work for you. Okay, I'm doing this as a freelance extra thing. I don't need this fucking money. And don't you ever fucking talk to me like that again. Or I will get up and I will walk. I will. He goes, I, I have no problem walking away from this fucking wedding in one second and you'll be short a bartender. Don't you ever fucking talk to me like that again. I don't fucking work for you. And dude, they, he said the whole fucking place just stopped. All the workers just looked at her. She was so fucking stunned. She had no comeback and she just didn't speak to him the rest of the time. She had nothing else to do. And then he just fucking finished his job and crushed it and took his money and left. When I heard that story, it's one of the best things I've ever heard. Like, he does not, that's the thing. Like, he he doesn't play around. And here's another great one. This is a great one, all right? This is my little brother, uh, my little brother, Steven. So, he's hanging out with this, he was hanging out with some girl, right? And, uh just like playing games with him, playing games with him and stuff. And she drove down to see him and they had like a really good time. And, uh, I mean, there's more, more goes into it than this. Okay. But I can promise you guys this. He was in the right. He was definitely in the right because, um, I met this individual and, uh, I, I'll be honest. I did not like this individual at all, uh, at fucking all. Okay. And, um, he was just telling me some stuff. So she went down and like, to, I guess to, to visit him and they're hanging out and they had like a really good time and everything like that and then they're sitting around and she just goes oh yeah so I'm gonna leave in a little bit and go see my friend Andrew and my brother just goes well wait a minute I thought you came to see me and she goes no I did but like you know we're not like together or anything and he just goes 
what? So you drove down, and he's like, we just hung out, like had a great time. And she's like, yeah, I know. It's no big deal, though. You know, I'm just going to go see my other friend, this and that. So apparently he was just like, oh, that's what you do, huh? Yeah, he goes, yeah, so you just like to squeeze a lemon, get everything out of it that you can, and then when it's just a pee, just throw it away. I'm the lemon, right? She's like, what are you talking about? It's not like that. He goes, it's all good. No worries. And he goes outside, and he smokes a cigarette because he's pissed. And she's inside with my brother's roommate. And apparently he's just outside festering and just getting mad. Like, I can't believe that, you know, and like, I guess they've been through some, you know, some stuff or whatever. Dude, he just walked in the room and he goes, you know what? Get the fuck out. Just get out. Go, go, go to the thing. I'm done. Just get the fuck. And like, and, and her car was far away. So his roommate just drove her to the car and he's just done with her. It's one of my favorite things ever. It's like, and I've been through shit like that. It's like these fucking people, it's like, it's just so... And I know some of you are going, well, no, what if she didn't? No, no, she didn't have that. She didn't have plans. She didn't tell him. She said she was driving down for him, doing all that, and then just basically was like, I'm going like this. It was just such a disrespectful thing. And instead of him being like nice and accepting it, he was like, all right, then go. Get the fuck out. I'm done. Awesome. My little brother is a savage. And both of those stories, both at that wine lady at the wedding and that just makes me feel good. And I wanted you to feel that's some Verzi effect vengeance. Oh, I love it. Dude, some people fucking stink. If you're not a sweetheart, I can't fuck with you. Period. Oh my God. People suck. Who does that? Who fucking does that? What kind of shitty person gets somebody excited and says, Oh, I like you and I'm going to come to see you and... We're going to go and then drives and sees you have a good time and you go to dinner and you hang out and all this is great. And, and then all of a sudden, like when that time is over, oh, I'm going to see this person. And it's just like a, it's just like a, and then to all of a sudden play the victim like, well, no, like we're not together. Like I can do that. It's like, yeah, of course you can do that. Nobody's telling you you can't do that. But you know how shitty of a fucking thing that is, especially when like it went down the way it went down. Oh, I, I love is anything better than justice like that? Like social justice? Like, hey, you, why aren't you opening bottles of wine and just getting her just in the face? Just she was stunned in the face. It was just such a verbal fucking shock to the face. Just a verbal punch. Like, excuse me? I don't fucking work for you. You ever talk to me like that again? I'll walk off this fucking wedding in one second. I don't work for you. I don't need to be here. You'll be short a bartender. You understand I don't give a shit about this? And just have the person sit. Oh, God. I, they should make YouTube clips of that. Just of things like that. I would watch that like just constant. Just one after the other of just somebody acting like an asshole. And just like, you know, trying to bully people and just getting just getting it. Oh, that's my favorite thing in the world. It's too much of my favorite thing. My wife says I go a little too hard with it. But what are you going to do? Um, anyway, thank you guys for the unacceptables. I just didn't want to forget those two stories for this show. Because those are stories where you just fucking rewind and just hear it again. Especially the wine one. Um, send your unacceptables to unacceptablesfortve at gmail at gmail.com. Uh, and submit 
submit. Check out the Patreon. There's going to be more Patreon. Me and Bobby Kelly are going to be doing something. We're going to be doing these acting scenes, and I don't know if we're going to put it on Patreon, but we were talking about it today. We're going to be doing something tonight, so you might get that. And uh, yes, I did talk to the manager of the sandwich place. That's going to be on there too, so there's more There's more stuff coming out with that. So you could get uh, all Patreon um, for $3 a month, extra TVE. Uh, where it would just be, you know, extra stories like that, extra podcast stuff and all that stuff for a mere 12 quarters a month, guys. Um, sports. All right. The New York Giants. I, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but, um, I don't think it's fully Eli, but I think that the offensive line has ruined this guy for the past year and a half or two years so bad that he's got happy feet and he's just looking around to make a quick decision. He just looks all over the place. Um, I want to say that the line is still not doing good. Barkley looks amazing. We do have weapons on offense. We just can't score. Defense does not look that bad. You know, defense giving up, what, 20 points a game? We put up 15 and 13 points a game. You can't win like that. Um you know, I want to watch a little more of Eli and see if this offensive line is just really shook, you know, shaking him up to the point where he's just making bad decisions and can't throw and and he's obviously not mobile and then maybe it is time. Maybe this is the last year, see what he does this year. Um, you know, he threw for 270 something yards and a touchdown last night, but it just his offensive line, he was running for his life. He got sacked six times. He got hit really hard. I think that um, you know, it's starting to get a little ugly. And I think that I don't want him to play until they scrape him off the field. Um, Or the offensive line could get their shit together, give this guy time, and let him do what he does. But it's looking really bad. So I'm going to obviously have no choice but to keep an eye on that. I still say you take Barkley, you know, every time. He's that good. He's that special. He's going to get you yards like that. And I think you draft a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is out there. I think you get Teddy Bridgewater from the Saints or make a trade for him. He's still young. He's still in his 20, mid, mid what? Mid-26, 27 years old. Uh, you could get some good years out of him um, when Eli is done so you don't have to worry about, oh, did we draft a quarterback? I don't I don't think so. Um, but we'll see what happens with the offensive line. But now you got the Texans coming into town. It's just not looking good for the Giants right now. Watching that game last night was fucking painful. Watching Eli run for his life, get sacked six times. Now he's got J.J. Watt and Clowney and an, a hungry 0-2 Houston Texans running after him. It's uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, NFL, though, that the fact that the NFL is back. Uh, I loved the 49ers. They won, but of course did not cover. I had a couple hundred dollars in my little you know, betting bank that I was up, and uh, because of the 49ers, uh, I lost it. Uh, What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's why I'm fucking 50% right now. I need to get my shit together, but I'm paying attention. I don't even know what happened with my fantasy football team because I was in Philadelphia, uh, you know, at a wedding, and I don't realize that the Browns cut Josh Gordon, and uh, I lost that, and I wasn't able to change it on my fantasy. So I'm probably 0-2 in fantasy. It's just not a good start, guys. We're going to pull it together. We're going to turn it around. But it's just not a good start to the NFL season as far as, uh, you know, my picks, my fantasy, and uh, most importantly, my New York football giants. Um, the Jaguars look nuts. The Rams look like they're never going to lose for the next five years. Um, there's definitely a changing of the guard happening in the league. 
New York Yankees lost to the fucking Blue Jays at home, and now they're only a game and a half of the wild card. They're obviously not going to catch the Red Sox in the division, so the Yankees could be knocked out of this thing, which is ridiculous. I hope not, but there's 13 games left. they got to get their shit together. Um, you know New York sports is bad when you're Googling is Christoph Porzingis going to be healthy for the start of the season or when he's coming back. I'm literally looking at when the Knicks, what the Knicks injury report situation looks like. That's how bad shit is going with my Giants and Yankees right now that I'm literally looking to find out what's going on with the Knicks and who's going to be healthy and on the roster opening night. All right, that's where that's where I'm at. I'm glad the fucking New York Jet fans took a little bit of humble pie. It's like, calm down, all right? You played the Lions. I get it. You had a good game. Let's not get crazy, all right? I know you're going to, you have a good quarterback now. Everything is good, but, you know, go, go you know, you want to start, you know, crowning a quarterback king and, you know, and getting ready for a parade. You know, why don't you knock down four or five wins in a row before I need to start hearing your J-E-T-S bullshit. Again, Jet fans. Jet fans, just like the Mets when the Mets were 11-1 and to start the year. Everybody starts, how about this team? How about that team? Take it easy. Take it easy. Let four, five, six games happen, and then you see what's going on. All right? So I'm glad that they took a little bit of a fucking slap in the face, the Jets. Um, and I got nothing against them, but, you know. Anyway, um, that is it for sports. And I wanted to see... I mean, I, I'm not trying to be a dick, but they made The Predator again. You know, it's like, I want to see a good movie. I really do. I want to see a good movie. Oh, shit. I just saw something. Anytime you see something that says an unexpected medical procedure uh, is happening. Shit. Um, fuck, dude. I hope that person's okay. That sucks, man. Uh, yeah, no, I wanted to see, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for like, you know, when I saw Get Out, I'm waiting for like movies to like, you know, and it's just, you know, it's just unbelievable. Like what's out there right now? The Predator. I mean, I will see, I mean, I I can't say that when I saw The Meg and I liked The Meg, you know, but, um, you know, what looks kind of nuts. The Nun. I feel like when there's a bad stretch of like serious movies or thrillers, you could maybe kind of catch a horror here and there. And that nun thing looks kind of nuts. And I don't think it's a remake, which is making me feel good. And, um, you know, I know Ronnie uh, Chang, who's in Crazy, uh, Rich, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. It's just, I don't know. Like, I can't, I, I'm not, like, I'm not into that movie. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, I'm not into that movie. Um, I'm not into movies like that, whether it's, you know, even if it was, like, you know, Fat Hungry Italians or, like, Italian, you know, I, I'm not into shit like that. I want to see, like, there's a movie that looks pretty nuts. Is uh, Was it Black 47? Um, you know. Maybe Night School with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish just because they're so funny. But, you know, people are telling me to check out Ozark Season 2. So I guess I'm going to watch... I, I guess I'm going to check that out if I have time. But, like, you know... When's the last time... I mean, and listen, here's my thing. I'm not trying to be a dick. 
I like some of the Marvel movies. I love Tom Hardy. I know this Venom movie is coming out. Um, but I, here's my thing. How many of these movies of like a medical procedure goes wrong or they get bit by a spider or there's an explosion and now something has invaded their body and they turn into this and then it goes like that and then there's a little twist at the end and then it ends and you know there's going to be another one. How many of those movies do people need to see before they go, all right, can we, can we do something else? That's the only thing I'm saying. That's why I st- I'm starting to go to like B movies. Like, I'm starting to go to these, like, Netflix horrors and these, like, Netflix... Because at, at least there's some, you know, like, crazy... I don't know. Just something different about it. I do want to see um, Love, Gilda. I do want to see Love, Gilda because she seemed like an absolute... She was one of the, the first cast member of SNL ever. Um, by all accounts and everything that I've heard, just an absolute sweetheart, super talented... And it got uh, it got eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience liked it ninety three percent. So, not that I always go by that, but I, I definitely want to do that. Um, and I'm gonna check out the Solo movie. I don't know if the Solo movie was good. I didn't hear much about it, but I'm gonna check out the um, I'm gonna check out the Han Solo Star Wars movie, and I want to check out Love Gilda. So if any of you guys saw that, I'll read your, like, if you want to hit me up and write about it, but just obviously don't give it away because I'm going to see those, hopefully. Um, I will tell you this, though, Sicario uh, 2 came out. I thought it was awesome, and it's out now. So if you didn't see it, me and Bartnick saw that in the movie. I already did a review on it. Really good. That is available, I think, uh, was available Tuesday on uh, DVD or whatever. And, uh, you know, you can, um, it's on demand or whatever. You could check that out. Um, so other than that, you know, that's it. And I'm not trying to shit on, um, by the way, I saw Keegan-Michael Key on Jimmy Kimmel and that dude just seems so fucking cool and down to earth. He's the guy from Key and Peele, um, you know, the bald guy and so fucking funny and cool and he just seems like such a good dude and he's in The Predator and, uh, I guess the guy who did Lethal Weapon, you know, did this so maybe it'll be good. It's just like... It was such a good movie, the first one, the original one, that it's like I kind of wish that they left it alone. Uh, Where are we right now? I don't even know um, where we are. Oh, guys, I got some dates. I got some dates coming up with Burr. Um, I'm going to be with Burr in his New England run, I think. Um, Definitely, I'm going to be with Burr definitely in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and Springfield, Massachusetts, I don't know about the TD Garden in Boston yet. I'm working on that. We're going to find out about that. I don't know what what my schedule is like. I might be on another show. I don't know. But I will be with Burr on that. And um, the uh, Paul Verzi website will be... Uh, let's see here. The Paul Verzi website. Make sure that this is... We'll have the updated... We'll have the updated uh, dates. I think there are some updated dates. Let me see here. What's on here now? Yes, uh, well, what is this here? Okay, yeah. And it looks like I'm going to be changing the Loft Comedy Club. It's going to be... Um, the Loft Comedy Club is going to be the weekend after it was supposed to be, I feel. So instead of 11, 12, and 13, I think it's going to be like 18, 19, 20. Something like that. I, I'm working on that, and that will be up there as well. So more announcements and more dates are coming with that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys see me, check me out. Uh, and, and yeah, like I said, a big announcement, but uh, the special will be on a, a major network on uh, November 2nd. And that announcement should be coming out on Thursday, which I am super, super excited about. Um, I hope to God I don't need surgery on my knee, but my right knee is fucked. I can't sit down or lay down for a long period of time and get up without pain. It's on the side of my knee, almost feels like behind my knee, but it moves up and down and it is not cool. I think I have a tear or something wrong. My massage lady said that she definitely felt an injury in there. I feel it and it sucks, but I don't want one of these things where when they cut into my knee and they're like, oh, you're, you know, for 20, you know, for whatever it is, for 20 minutes, I mean, for, uh, you know, six weeks or whatever it is, eight weeks, you can't do this and I can't be limping around and flying around and limping around on stage, especially after the special comes out. So I'm going to have to deal with this shit, which really sucks. Um, you know what? My kids are getting off the bus in two minutes, so I'm going to have to cut this about, I don't know, two, three minutes shy of a, well, no, yeah, three minutes shy of an hour. Um, I got to get the kids off the bus. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please, please sign up for free to Capper Network and do these predictions with me and write me and tell me how it's going. I'm telling you, it is so much fun, and if not anything else, it makes you watch the game and know that you have predictions out there, and you can write down the stats. It's a lot of fun. So check out Capper Network. Do the predictions. You can make some money, uh, and it's for anybody of all levels of you know watching sports and, and fantasy sports and all that. And check out all things comedy. Check out what they're doing. Thank you guys so much, and please keep those. Those were great unacceptables. Keep those unacceptables coming. Unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Uh, if you guys have an unacceptable and you're afraid that, you know, I don't know if there's going to be, just send it in and I'm sure it's great. Send it in. Don't worry about it. I look forward to reading it. And, uh, and yeah, and uh, there'll be another Patreon, uh, there'll be another Patreon coming up this week and, um, I will be making an announcement Thursday. Hopefully you guys all hear about that and that happens before the next show. The next one will be obviously TVE episode 373. Thank you guys so much. Fuck selfish people. If somebody talks to you out of turn and uh, is disrespectful, tell them to go fuck themselves like my little brother did. You guys are the best. This is episode uh, 372. Until the next one, I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Go Giants.